At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, rave line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Can I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch, claw, up against the wall. Can't explain what I'm feeling right now, guys. Let's open up that rave line! Oh, I can't believe USC has... Escaped the Groundhog Day existence and has ended the Helton era. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Random Troy Radio, coming to you on Saturday, October 30th, with the Arizona CarCast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm your host, Alicia Daratola. Hello. I'm, I am your host, Alicia Daratola, and I'm here with my co host, Michael Castillo. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's your cue. There hey, you go. How's it going? Uh, one, wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, this is Random Troy Radio. Uh, you know the spiel by now. Michael knows better than I do, but I'm doing the hosting duties uh, this week. So we are on Facebook and Twitter and all of the podcast catching podcasters, uh, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Omni Studio, uh, wherever you get your podcast, we should be there. Uh, we have a phone number. It is 213-373-1872. I will repeat that for the people. 213-373-1USC, second watch show. Yeah, there you go. This is almost as messy as USC's <laughs> victory. Apparently. Quote, unquote, victory over uh, over Arizona. That uh, Do you know the final score, Michael? Uh, I believe it was forty-one thirty-four. Is that right? That's us. We're super prepared for uh, for this one. I mean, I was there. I saw you were there. Forty-one thirty-four. You were there. You saw it in person. I was at home. I saw it on a Fubo stream that was a minute and a half behind. So that was an interesting experience. It was forty-one thirty-four. I now have the game book, so this is exciting. Uh, yeah, it was a. But it was a game. It was a game of football that was played it at the was. Coliseum. I, I can confirm that. Yeah. In in front of a fifty-three thousand uh, two hundred and thirty-four or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Per- persons. Persons were at the Coliseum. Okay. Can we just get into the attendance thing? Okay. Let's just do the. Let's, okay. okay. We promise we're going to talk about Drake London. We're yes. going to talk about all the things that happened in this game. 
But I first, have a rant the, about Michael, the attendance. Michael has a has a bone to pick with the attendance discussion around this game, and and I yes. think across the board, college okay. football, USC. Two things. Number one, the attendance was horrible. It was god awful. There was probably, uh, if I had to guess, I'd say like twenty eight thousand people in the building. Um, SC announced the paid attendance of fifty two and change, and unsurprisingly. Every single time that SC announces their attendance, uh, everyone has to go onto this thing about like, oh my god, that there's no way there was that many people. There, there couldn't have been that many. I know for sure there's not. I think they're lying. I don't think they're giving the guys. It's called the paid attendance. SC is presenting you with the paid attendance figure. Because now, let's realistically, understand. the only thing that a school cares about is the paid attendance. Well, it's it's like what we talk about the NFL. That's how right? they do their like, books. Like, yes, the SC wants everyone to come to games. And yes, you want your players in the NFL to be good and win Super Bowl MVPs. But what is USC's job in terms of the NFL is to sell, I mean, to get you there, to get you to, into the NFL, to get you drafted. That's what SC can control. Uh, for the most part, that could, that's their way of developing a player, right? Now, I am not making excuses for USC's bad attendance. It's bad. Do not get this twisted. It's bad. I am talking sheerly about the outrage over the number. Mm-hmm. It's paid attendance. It's always paid attendance. It's always been paid attendance. And every single team in sports uses paid attendance as that number. Why are we shocked... And why do we do this thing every single time where we're like, what? There's no way. The, uh, the, 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 there couldn't have been that many people there. No, that's not how it works. Oh, yes, I mean, like, you're right. Because that's not how it works. That's not how the attendance figure works. It's the paid attendance number. It's the number of tickets that were basically distributed and, and, and accounted for whether it be season ticket holders who had already bought their tickets, whether it be people who bought single game tickets, uh, the, the, it's the amount of tickets that SC gives to Arizona, it's the number of comp tickets that they give to players' families and sponsors and all those stuff, and surely every single sports team beefs those comp ticket numbers up all the time. Uh, and so that's inflated in and of itself. But... That number has never meant the number of bodies that are actually watching the game. And nobody complains when you go to a Dodger game. They're like, there's 52,000 people here, and there's not a soul in the upper reserve. Nobody says anything. Nobody seems to care. But, oh, here's an SC game where there's probably the same number of people at that, at that June Dodger game on a Tuesday against the Pirates where it's probably the same announced attendance and the same 28,000 people in the stands and suddenly people care here. Like, it's, I don't know, it's tiring. Not to, not to mention, again, it's embarrassing that SC had that few people at a home homecoming game. But what do you expect in a year in which they fire the coach? Uh, and this is SC, this is LA. We know what LA people, what LA fans are. Uh, I, I'm not bashing the fan base. I'm just saying people, people in LA have things to do. Uh, I've never liked that, but that's just the reality of the situation. Well, okay. The uh, just since we're on this topic, 
The other thing is that people in L.A. have a lot of things that they're paying for already, like their apartments and their cars and their uh, children and everything like that. And when you have two professional football teams, two professional, two, two college teams, two hockey teams, two basketball teams, two soccer teams, two whatever, te- two Dodger, two, uh, two baseball teams, you're going to have to pick and choose which of those sporting events that you're going to invest right. your money in. Yes. And now, quite frankly, you should not be investing your money in the product that right. USC is putting no, out on the field right now. So I will not get mad at a single person who didn't come out to the game. Who either didn't Saturday buy a ticket or didn't show up. Or didn't yes. show up. Because yeah. you know what? I wouldn't show up either. You're, even if you had season tickets, you're going to show up and pay you know 40 bucks for parking to watch that bullcrap? No, I'd... We're not getting all high and mighty here. This is what happens when you hold on to a coach that you should have fired in 2018. This is what happens when you fire said coach two years too late, two games into a season. This is what happens when you're three and four coming into a game against a, an Arizona team that hasn't won in, in 20 games or Over whatever two it calendar is. Years. Yeah, it's just this is just a confluence of, of situations. It's embarrassing for USC. But you know what? This entire season has been embarrassing for USC. The last three years have been embar- embarrassing for USC and not just on the football field. Right. So like in the grand scheme of embarrassments that is going on around USC, this just doesn't rank particularly high because it's just a reflection of everything else that's going on sure. with the program. When USC gets a good coach in, when they start winning, they will have 77,000 people at the Coliseum because that's what happens when you win football games. 70, whatever percentage of people will show up at the Coliseum. So that rant out of the way, can we just, can we pour one out for the homie? Can we just have a, 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 a long You're talking about the Arizona uh, defender that. That ejected on the first drive of the game. Well, for the first, oh my gosh, the start of this game was so typical. Review stoppages, flat uh, penalties, too. the the whole thing just the, took the last ever. The last drive was bizarre. What is it about Arizona games at the Coliseum that like I, there's just always some bizarre drive that that just takes an hour because of penalties it, and and stoppage, whatever it is. It, either way. I don't know. Either but way, this, th- there this, was. Let's just get to it. The whole okay, one, yeah. One terrible stoppage. One terrible, god awful, no good stoppage. After Drake London scores a touchdown, as he's falling to the ground, his foot gets caught up underneath a, a defender or himself or whatever. However, it happened. Yeah. He immediately he, goes down. He and, immediately and is for his right ankle, clutching for his ankle. He's down. He looked like he was going to try and stand up. He stayed down. The trainers came out. He stayed down. It became very clear pretty quickly that this was a, a serious injury. In the moment, I was thinking, ah, oh, crap, that's a sprained ankle. He's going to be out for a couple weeks, and he's going to have the same thing that happened to Marquise Lee and to Robert Woods and seemingly everyone else, the, 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 the curse of the sprained ankle. I didn't even think about this, but we've talked about it before, how just about every SC receiver, save for Michael Pittman, Save for Michael Pittman. Save yes. for Michael Pittman was the only one who got better every year, literally in the stat book every 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 year. And you know, so did Drake London. Even though I don't know, we'll see how this sort of goes. But and it doesn't look good. But you look back at Marquise Lee and Robert Woods and Juju Smith-Schuster. Those guys, their last season at USC was just injury riddled. 
uh, unable to, to really achieve the expectations that were put on them. And it was like sad watching them be, we talked about zombie Juju. Um, that was really the last year and a half of, of his career at USC 2015 and 16 were like that. It's a bummer that you don't get to see these guys continue to be healthy and go out on top. And and here it is with Drake London. Drake London was going to be was going to win the Bolitnikov. Yeah, Drake. He was going to shatter every USC record that existed. Yes, he and I'm very confident he was going to do that. I don't know if he would have touched Marquise Lee's yards, but I think he would have definitely gotten the catch. He would have been up in the top three of every receiving category. In yeah. USC history, he if not might not have gotten two. the touchdowns either, but yeah. for sure but he, he would have got the catch. He'd be top three. Uh, he'd be up there. Yeah, and it just let's let's just let's not beat around the bush here. He was carted off the field with an air cast around his ankle. Don, I would be I would be shocked if he, he if he plays again. As I said in the Slack, USC has more chance of winning the national title this year than Drake London playing another game. This year, that's as far as I. That, that's as far as you're. That's as far it? as I'm wow. taking it. I I do not think there okay. is any hope that Drake London will be available for another game. You you don't get carted off the field in an air cast sure. for for nothing. That's that's not how yeah. these things go. Dante just, Williams after the game said that uh, he is quote out for now, which is the most obvious statement we've ever heard. Yeah, he said there was fear of it being a season-ending injury, and surely that's where everyone's mind went. And it, it's weird because we talk about how there's probably only like 20-something thousand people there. Um, but even still, it sucked all of the life out of the Coliseum. Uh, and really for the rest of the game. Um, it reminded me vaguely, not nearly, the, the Drake London has more impact uh, on this team. But it reminded me of the 2013 game in which... Um, who was it? Was it uh, was it Marcus Martin or Andre Walker? The, Marcus Martin. It the, was it was Marcus Martin that, the, at center. Well, and I think Andre Walker also came out. I think on it was, that first drive. But right? I think it was the it was the Marcus Martin injury that. And that, you could just literally feel all of the air suck out of the Coliseum, uh, and then SC played a really poor game poor against game, yeah. UCLA and got got boat race at the Coliseum, and this felt similar. I mean, SC if was Arizona were a better team. Yes. If this wasn't the worst team on USC's schedule, USC probably loses this game. Well, if SC hadn't built up the lead that they did, because, right. you know, they, they go up at one point, 35-14. Um, they're up by 21. And they they come out in the... the, the uh, it's 35-14 uh, going into the half, up by 21. And in the third quarter, they only muster three points. Keaton Slovis throws a pick six very early on. Um, and it was one of those situations where SC really didn't do much in the second half. They just scored two field goals. They did what USC do. does in the second half. Like, that's, yeah, they, this, they, this is this team. This. Yeah, and Graham Harrell was asked, like, again, this is another third quarter in which they weren't able to do anything. Why? And he didn't really have any answers. He's like, it's not like we're not trying to score kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, it goes back to, uh, we're going to talk about the quarterback stuff, but the second half was, was interesting too, because in the first half, they threw them all 30 times, both Keaton Slovis and Jackson Dart, uh, each had, I believe 15 attempt pass attempts in that first half. And then you go into the second half 
And last I checked, there were three for eight passing in the second half. Is that what it finished at? You have the stats in front uh, of me. I have the stats in front of me. I can go to the quarters. Yeah, uh, but they just completely went run first. And Graham Harrell was talking about it. And uh, here's what he sort of had to say uh, after the game in the Coliseum Tunnel. Uh, don't mind the background noise. It's always tough uh, talking to players and coaches. Arizona adjust anything with him being gone? they change up any of the looks that they were giving Not really. Us? You know, we got a ton of man in the first half and, and, and hurt them on it. We might have got a little bit more man in the second half, but I think some of it's because we didn't have Drake and some of it's because we're up and they're just trying to, like, you know, they're, they're, we're probably less likely to throw the football, so they took a few more chances. And I think um, I would assume that's what it was in the second half. Like I said, I don't know if it's because we didn't have Drake in the game or because we had a, had a pretty big lead for, for a lot of that second half. But they play a higher percentage of man. And, I mean, it, it felt like uh, if we were close to the game, we probably would have thrown in more and, and, and uh, still expect those guys to make plays like Gary did right before the half, you know. And so uh, I think that's kind of what it was. All right, Alicia, there's Graham Harrell talking about the second half. And, yeah, you, you looked it up. Three of eight for 24 yards, SC, in the second half. Uh, Graham Harrell talked about man coverage, how Arizona gave SC a lot of man in the first half and probably even gave SC more men in the second half, but they weren't able to capitalize on it. Uh, what, what, what was your thoughts about how the second half panned out? I know we're jumping around in this game, but SC was so successful through the air in the first half. Uh, thrown for you know 277 yards, and then they go to the second half and suddenly can't hit the broad side of a barn. And that's not just Keaton well, Slovis; it's Jackson Dart. Like neither quarterback looked good in the second half, and both quarterbacks looked good in the first half. But this is just another sign of of the incoherence of USC's offense because we talk about USC's offense being one dimensional and how that limits them, but. In the second half, they they ran the ball twenty four times for one hundred and thirty three yards, average five point five yards carry. So they ran and those the ball, numbers don't do do it service. Don't do it justice because Keontae Ingram had about one hundred and fifty yards called back from penalties. <laughs> yes. So you know Keontae Ingram finishes with uh, what is he? He's got one hundred and eighty six yards on twenty six carries in this game, seven point two yards per carry. Dude was balling. He was running very very well. And in the second half, it felt like. I don't know. I I felt like Darwin Barlow and uh, and Vibalapai were getting thrown in there every once in a while, and and to to spell Ingram, and you almost feel like I know you. I know that you can't necessarily give you know a running back that much uh, of a load, but Ingram was by far the most effective running back in this game, and every time he came out, it felt like the running game suffered. Um, whether that's because Arizona was prepared for, you know, were those telegraphed plays? I don't know what, whatever it was, um, the, the inconsistency of the offense was the problem in the second half because they were running the ball fine. And I think the pass plays were there. It's just the execution wasn't there. And let's just jump into the quarterback discussion because before we do, how much of that do you think is Drake London not being there? Well, I think Drake because, London because not being much, there throws the game plan out the window because, because you can't just target Drake like, London. Is it a situation of Drake London is out and now you, it's easy to, like, Harold talked about that he thought that guys had, you know, um, gotten ahead of themselves and, and put their put their guard down because they were up so many points. Is, is it part of that? Is it, well, they just lost their best player and now they don't know how to react and their heads all down and... 
Is it that? Is it they just weren't executing? And, and I know that's a, a lame answer because it's it's not satisfying. Well, but that's usually um, the answer. Is like like what executing. for for you? Like what what was it about the the two halves that that changed? And how much of it? Was Drake London? I think it hurts having Drake not having Drake London. I mean, sure. that they didn't much have Drake London for the clear. last drive of the first half, and they they carved up Arizona. Yeah, but I mean, but in the second half, Arizona now has a moment to breathe and to sort of settle themselves, and USC has a moment for it to settle in that Drake is out. Right, and you come out, and you're both of these quarterbacks. Their safety blanket is Drake London, so now you've taken their safety blanket away. And then at the same time, like you're not asking them to throw and get into a rhythm because in the second half, basically USC became the what I'm now dubbing on Twitter the AIR raid. It's not the air raid; it's the AIR raid. It's all Ingram runs raid, which I think can work, except that your offense is 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 now one dimensional going the other way, and now your quarterbacks are out of rhythm. And well, on top yes. of that, you're yeah. you're you you have a Two quarterback system, which is notorious for quarterbacks being out of rhythm in general. And I think you just have the perfect storm of you had guys getting complacent. You had quarterbacks who didn't have their go to receiver anymore. You had an offense that was out of rhythm because now suddenly they were running with occasional passing instead of the other way around. Yeah. You have both quarterbacks switching on and off. Uh, it's just, and also you, you have a turnover, you have just the normal balls are going to bounce one way or another in an offense. You have Jackson Dart playing Yolo ball, but overthrowing receivers, which you can't do when you're playing Yolo ball. You know what it is? I'm sorry. I'm making an F1 comparison, but it reminds, it reminds me of when you look at the first half, when you, when you're switching quarterbacks. And, you know, back and forth like they did. And when you lose your, your best player on offense, you, you kind of need everything to go right. And when it does, you can kind of salvage everything and you, you can you can have that momentum and, and feel good. And it's like an F1 when you're hitting every single apex and you're like, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. You're on, you're on rhythm, you're on, you're on target and you're going through and you're... You're making sure you're on top of your game, but just like in F1, you have one bad lap, one bad corner, leads into the second bad corner, and leads into the third bad corner. Yeah. You're taking a you're taking a bad line into one quarter, and then suddenly all of the S's throughout Coda are bad, are, right? Yeah, like, you're, you, like you've completely screwed up the entire sector, right? And you're lucky just to not have spun out. Yeah, and, and for SC, yeah, once they kind of got off track there, it's kind of hard to get that momentum back when you have so many guys who are in need of confidence and momentum. Well, and that's forward. what this offense is and has has been for a while now. It, it it's the kind of offense that um once the momentum stalls, it really really so they they hit brick walls all the time. Yeah. And the brick wall today just took a particular form. Yeah, and um, let's talk about the quarterback battle, but take a quick break and uh, come back to do that. All right, Alicia, I am going to take. I'm taking back over. I feel like I. I feel like you are back to being the host. That's fine. I mostly like I. 
I'm like, I feel like a natural point guard in this instance. <laughs> the problem is I'm trying to keep my voice like late night F- FM DJ. Yeah. There you um, go. Coming up as uh, Pat Metheny group uh, James uh, on uh, 94.3 ROT Radio <laughs> FM Bakersfield. Uh, no, I, like, I yes, I I should let you host. But I want to host sometimes, damn it. Okay. Host away. All right. Um, let's talk about the quarterback battle because uh, I, I call it a battle because is it a battle? I don't know what it is. Uh, Keaton Slovis comes out and completes his first eight passes, um, throws a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, SC puts up 21 points. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, second quarter, here comes Jackson Darts. First drive, he goes in there, 15 plays, 96 yards. They come down, they score on a screen to Drake London. The second drive, again, they come down the field and they score on a screen to Drake London. That's the game, that the play that he ends up getting hurt. And then SC gets one more drive at the end of the first half, and they put in Keaton Slovis. Up to that point, SC had had four touchdown drives, two for Slovis and two for Dart. And then it was Slovis the rest of the way until the fourth quarter when they go back to Dart for a couple of drives and then back to Slovis on the game's final drive. I, hmm. Dante Williams said that after the game that they expected to play uh, Keaton, uh, Jackson Dart, especially like in the fourth quarter, and that was always going to be the, the plan regardless of what the score was. And Graham Harrell talked about this too, that there was always going to be the plan regardless of the situations. I'm curious what that plan was because Graham Harrell never specifically said what it was. Like, was it by drive? Was it based on the quarters strictly? And because the only thing I could make of it is that Jackson Dart was going to get the second and fourth quarters, but Keaton Slovis was going to get the two-minute drills. The two or four minute drills. And because that's the only thing I can make of it. Because outside of that, it felt, if that wasn't it, then it felt bizarre to put Keaton Slovis out there for three drives, then Keen, then Jackson Dart, and then Keaton Slovis again. It, it was, it was weird. And, but the opposite part of this conversation that I want to talk about is I think this cemented that USC's issues are not quarterback-related. I think it's just strictly the offense. Because, Alicia, I don't know about you, but to me, Keaton Slovis and Jackson Darts, borderline identical out there. Well, okay, I'm going to push the brakes on that for a second. Okay. They look very different when they're playing football. The results were borderline identical. Sure, like one wears a two and the other one wears a nine. No, one has sleeves. The, the offense moves differently. A visor. The offense moves snappier with Dart in there. He go, is, goes this, this, long. The, the offense moves snappier? Is that just like like anecdotal bullshit? No, like... like he, I don't know that the offense moves snappier. I, I don't know that that's the, accurate. The offense seems to pick up the pace when he's in there, but... He you chucks it. He, you know he YOLO want? balls the crap out of it. You know what I want? Yeah. 
I want someone you, to make a, a supercut. Do a supercut. I don't. Care. You, I'm telling you. I'm telling you my observation of blur the game. out the quarterback, and let's see how everything goes, and see if people can tell okay, who the then, quarterback then is. Then go make that supercut. If if I had the skills, what I'm to do sa- it what anyway. I'm saying is that it looks like Jackson Dart. It's snappier, but that it is more prone to the feast or famine of. YOLO ball, because that's the way that Jackson Dart plays the game with Keaton. I thought Keaton played fine in the first half. I thought I I actually they both played. I thought they both played. They both did exactly what they needed to do in the first half. And in the second half, it went to prove that it again, it's not about the quarterback because both of them couldn't generate more than a field goal in the second half. in the yes. second half but which is to go which which is the entire premise of this thing is that you can prefer one quarterback or another you can prefer anything like that it doesn't matter because this offensive scheme is not built yes. to work yes so that is that that is the the ultimate problem that's not to say that the offense works exactly the same with both of them in there because it just absolutely does not. Well, I think it does. I think in this game it does. I think in general, I I am all for the idea that it doesn't because we've talked about this in the past that SC's problems on offense are not fixed by having a running quarterback. I don't think you need a running quarterback in USC's offense. I think if you're going to run this offense in a flawed way that USC does, a running quarterback helps. Now, here's the difference. Jackson Dart was not a running quarterback tonight. No, at all. He was. He looked. He looked gimpy. He looked like he was reluctant to leave the pocket. He took a lot of hits, especially in those those first two drives. Uh, ex- looked extremely reluctant to move at all. Um, Keaton Slovis looked way more nimble in the pocket, and you know the, the knock on Keaton Slovis is that. He's not Jackson Dart in terms of mobility. So to me, if they are the same quarterback like that, and what are you really gaining from going back and forth? Well, you're gaining nothing from going back and forth. Going back and forth is dumb. Pick a lane and run with it because you're doing both quarterbacks a disservice at this point. Yes. By and, having them and b- if, play this way. And if Jackson Dart, I, I'm just being speculative here. To me, he did not look 100% healthy. No, I, I agree with you. You were commenting on this. I agree with you that Dart looked like he had either either he was limited in terms of his mobility. Or he was extremely knee, timid because of or it. Or he was told that he was on an extremely tight leash. Something. Something. Was, so he, then if that's the point, then don't play him. Well, that's... And, that's, and so I... If I, Keaton Slovis is having the best first half of, of the season so far for him... Yeah. Then don't let him take go. Keaton yeah. Slovis out of the game. No, I agree. Yes. If Keaton Slovis is... If Jackson Dart is your guy and you want to play him, then play Jackson Dart. And yes. stop with the charade. If he's right. healthy to play, if he's then healthy. let him play. If he's not healthy to I play, then don't let him play. play. He played th- two quarters. So if the if he's healthy enough to play those two quarters, then have him play the whole game. Go back and if watch he, him in the second half. Like he looked like he would. He looked, he looked so unwilling he, to move. Yeah, but him being unwilling to move doesn't mean that he can't play. If they want to. If they want to commit to Jackson Dart, Slovis is that he doesn't move. Like I, I don't. No, understand. no, because you're mistaking mobility for for speed or something like that. No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like not. it's that's not what the the problem with Keaton Slovis is that he 
doesn't have a, the the the. I think he's lost his sense of the pocket often. I thought today he had a better sense of the pocket and was doing fine in that sense. But in in earlier games in the in the season, his internal clock was very much off. Jackson Dart doesn't have to run in order to be an effective quarterback. I'm not saying he does. And no, he doesn't and have we, to be able to run those, in order for drives. USC to to just go 100% in on him. Just yes. If you're going to play him for a quarter, play him for four quarters. Don't mess around with this bullcrap of you're going to play one quarter and you're going to play the other quarter, but also you're going to get thrown in for the two-minute drill. And then well, also okay. you're going to get like it. does. It, I, I think that you can do that if it's going to be a special package. And, and this I, wasn't a pa- that's oh, right. No, this, this was not a package. It was not. No. And I'm and skeptical of the packages anyways, but that's clearly not what it was. Right. And someone on Twitter said, have you like, have you ever heard of just adding a wrinkle to your offense? There was no wrinkle because they were running the same offense and Jackson Dart was not willing to be mobile. So at that point, there is no wrinkle. They're the same quarterback. The difference is, I think Jackson Dart is willing to, you know, throw Jackson's off his more back. Of a gunslinger. He's willing he, to throw off his back foot and gunsling it down the field for, yeah. for better or worse. But but at that point, what what the skill set is is not completely different to to be a wrinkle you're to be not, a different package you're because not, they're running the same plays. You're Brett not asking Nealon, your quarterback USC to, center after the game said that it's literally the same for the offensive line. Nothing is changing for them. Yeah. So it's not a wrinkle. It's not a package. You are not asking your quarterback to do something different right. between the two of them. Against Washington State, I would not have said the same thing because against Washington State, Jackson Dart came in and there were designed runs and they didn't do that and this there time. were read a uh, zone read look like he, he and could they do weren't those. doing that in this game which to your point might suggest that he's not completely mobile on that knee so yet. then wait for him to be 100 percent healthy or it doesn't matter just pick one of them and run with them because we've already acknowledged that they're interchangeable so why why be just indecisive on this front just pick one i don't care if jackson dart is is 100 good to go on that knee or not if he, i do i i think if you're talking about the future of us well no football, because what you are talking about is just go with, with stick with keaton slovis i am perfectly fine with sticking i don't with care keaton either way i no, really don't care either way what i'm talking can, about if jackson is, dart can play two quarters of this game then he can play four i I agree. If you're going to have him out general, there in two quarters of this game, then you then you ex- need to be willing to have except, him out for four. Except if the the idea is, and we saw this, I saw this a lot on Twitter, and, and like I agree with the general premise, play Dart because the, that that way for next year he gets in all of ex- his experience and all that stuff. I'm all on board with that idea. I agree, and I think that it, it would be best for USC long term. Again, if he's completely healthy, and I didn't see anything in this game. To suggest that he is the completely then healthy he guy that you saw. he shouldn't be playing at all. I agree. That's Which is what I'm what saying. We're saying. That's what I'm saying. Which is what I was saying that you were saying. Okay. You are well, saying. We agree. Yes, we agree. No, the the whole point is, if you're going to play him, play him. If you're not going to play him, then don't play him. Like, right. like it's it, the the quarterback situation here is one that is set up for both of them to fail. And that is not fair to either of them. It's not fair to the team. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to anything like that. I don't care if Keaton Slovis is the full-time starter. If he's the full-time starter, then be 100 committed to him being the full-time starter. It's this half-assing 
that is going to to just do my head in for the rest of the season if this is their plan for the rest yeah, of the and, season. And the quarterbacks didn't know who was going in until Which is not right helping before. either of the quarterbacks, particularly the true fre- the the true freshman who is coming off of a knee injury. Like you don't well, think it, you could have him know exactly when he's going to be playing the damn football game? I don't. I don't think it helps with either of their confidence. Period. Yeah, like, or or a veteran quarterback who is clearly lacking in confidence this whole season. And you know, I was on, on my way to the Coliseum. I listened to our friends over at the Parasite Podcast, and Keeley made a good point. This is a quarterback in Keaton Slovis who has talked openly about his issues with confidence. So. Be supportive and find a way for him to be confident. This is not the way. This to be is supportive. not the way to do it. To have and him so like, not know what was going to go on in the fourth quarter of this game. Right, like this is not the way to do it. And I, you know, I know a lot of people were upset that he he got brought back in after the pick six. I was sort of okay with that in the sense of like, okay, you you I think you you let him well, come out after the pick six and. Try to make up for it because that way I think that you can get completely down if you're a quarterback getting benched for the pick six and then you you don't come back from that. So I'm okay with him coming back out. SC ended up not scoring uh, in the end zone after that. They got a field goal. Um, But fine. But then after that drive, they probably should have gone to dart rather than waiting to the fourth quarter for some arbitrary reason that I just... Don't understand. They're treating so, they're treating this like a damn preseason game. That's the thing. It's not a preseason game. Your bowl yeah. hopes are are existing on this game. Like we talked before this before the be in the preview episode. If you don't win this game, you're gonna really struggle to be bowl eligible. Right. So you're 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 messing about as though this were a preseason game when that's not what it is. And yeah. we've talked about how the coaches and the players can't afford to look at this as we're just developing guys. I like, know. I think you can plan out drives early on in the game. I think you can go and say, okay, the first four drives we're gonna go these these guys are gonna play in this order. But like once you get into the second half, you gotta have your plan, you know, fit to the the situation. No, I think during a regular season game, you just you either need to have your quarterback or you have your quarterback well, no, I mean, with a package for the second. But I, but I mean in general, like like we, what we used to see with the running backs. Remember back in the day that well, this one is a five LPI drive, and then. This yeah, drive is a said where drive or whatever. That's worse for a running back, not for a quarterback. No, I agree. But I think that if you are going to have a quarterback change, you weird shouldn't thing, have a quarterback change. No, weird thing. I agree. But I'm saying that if you do, I don't think there's anything wrong with like picking up your rotation early in the game. Well, aside from it all being inherently wrong. Yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Except I think you could have a two quarterback system. No, that you had, can't. I th- Hold on. I think you can have a two-quarterback system if you establish parameters. And USC's problem is that they're not establishing parameters except, I guess, giving Jackson Dart the fourth quarter because why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, that's not a parameter to me. You know what I would rather, if they want to do the quarterback situation a certain way, you know what, I I would rather them treat it like a soccer team. You have a forward. You 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 have your striker position. And you have two two guys that can play it. And so one guy's going to start against this team because they're vulnerable to speed. And one guy's going to start against this team because they're I vulnerable. That. They're yeah. vulnerable to the, the, the heightened yeah. physicality. And then so against an Arizona defense that maybe can get beat over the top, you play Jackson Dart because he's more likely to beat you over the top. Against uh, whatever else defense that you play, 
that is more vulnerable to the underneath stuff, you let Keaton Slovis be that guy. If a team that is is if Jackson Dart is healthy and you going you're going against a team that struggles to contain mobile quarterbacks, you play Jackson Dart. Yeah. If, if if you're gonna be in an air raid shootout kind of situation, play you know just do something like I'd that be instead fine of with that. instead yeah. of the, like you said Again, have parameters for the, what you're the doing arb- the arbitrary like drive number one and drive number two are yours drive number three and drive well how do you know that drive number three is going to be a good time for the one the other one to right. come in or like, in a, in a or situation you're mess like up the rhythm of the guy who was rocking it in the first two drives or like, in a situation like this where that thir- the first drive of the third quarter is. A pick six on the first play. Well, then, yeah. does that count, as, does it a count drive? as a drive? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that that that's confusing. It's so, all it's all just it's. Eh. I I want to see cl- some sort of clarity. I know that SC's not in the in the coaches are, are not in the business of making things clear so the opposing team can understand what's going on. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't know that there's a giant secret. I think there's. Those teams on defense have to be prepared for both quarterbacks anyways. And in a game like this, where both quarterbacks are playing relatively similar, because, again, it's the offense that is winning and losing these games, not particularly just the quarterback. I'll take that to my grave. Then I think you're overthinking it by being so secretive and so weird about it. It's it's all weird and dumb and frustrating and annoying and uh, this whole I just this whole season is just is it's just my one the 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 thing I was going to focus on for the whole season that the season would be a success outside of Clay Helton getting fired if Drake London won the Blitnikoff that's now gone so my entire investment on this season just got wiped away. Well, except for me, sort of looking at Keontae Ingram and thinking, whoever USC has hires as a head coach next, just well, the, look at Keontae Ingram. Look at him. Look, just watch him. Watch, watch him. Look what, look what you can do with this guy. The other Let's thing that, that took a big blow tonight. <sighs> Pour one out for SC's Pac-12 South hopes. <laughs> Good riddance. Um, SC. Weirdly had a chance going Weird, into tonight because the Pac-12, this particularly is, this is the, the dumbest, Pac-12 South, the, is is drunk. Like it's, it's not just the South; it's the whole conference. Yeah, the whole conference. This, this I I sent a tweet to uh, on on Twitter at one point tonight about like literally every single team in this conference is more than capable of making you look like an absolute idiot. The second you say anything good or bad about any of these teams. Every time. Every single one of them. You say something good about Oregon, they go the, the next three or four weeks looking like they are completely out of their depth. Oregon State looks like world beaters one week and then struggle the next. What the hell is Washington State? I, I don't know. Or ASU. S- Stan- Where, what the hell is ASU? I have no idea what Stanford is. Wa- Washington has somehow pulled out two wins out of their ass the last two weeks. The only thing that's for sure is that Colorado's offense is bad and Arizona has fights, but is probably not going to win any games. Like, that's the only thing that's for sure. Besides that, literally anything could happen. And you, you look at it and, you know, SC weirdly had a chance tonight to make up some ground in the Pac-12 South. They needed UCLA to go into Rice-Eccles and beat Utah. They did not. UCLA loses by 20. And the Utes 
suddenly are surely in the driver's seat. They have um, title breakers over uh, tiebreakers over UCLA, ASU, and USC. Two games over USC, two games over UCLA with the tiebreaker, and one game over ASU with the tiebreaker. And Utah still has to play Arizona and Colorado, which are two gimme wins for them. At least they should be, uh, which would give them six a six and three record at absolute worst. And six and three surely wins the South for them. Um, SC would be able to match that six and three, but have no way of forcing a three-way tie or anything. They'd have to beat Utah outright, which means Utah would have to like literally fall on their face and have the worst November in the history of they, Utah football. They'd essentially have to lose their next four games, and which is not going to happen. Two of those games are against Arizona and Colorado. Yeah, so. like I said, it's, it's not going to happen. So congratulations to Utah for. Winning the Pac-12 South tonight. Well-deserved in a season where they've gone through and by the more way, than they, anyone else in the country. Us talking about USC having a chance is, is entirely tongue-in-cheek. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, no, it surely. was mostly, coming into today, it was mostly just like, how silly is the Pac-12 South right. that USC is still alive in this Pac-12 South race? In fact, if two results had gone the way that USC needed them to go, they would have been right in the thick of it. Like, yeah. that's the stupid part about this whole thing. But 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 alas, um, yeah, I don't know what to make this this team. SC, it, I know what to make of this team. This team is is they're not good. They're but not good. They're, no. they're not good. They nearly lost to a team that hasn't won in two years. Uh, they played a first half in which they made a bad team look bad, and the second half in which they made themselves look bad. Yeah, completely took a whole half off, and Arizona clawed their way back in and making it a one-score game. Uh, next week, ASU on the road in Tempe, 7.30 p.m. I believe that's an 8.30 p.m. kickoff um, in uh, in Tempe. Late, 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 late game. Because tonight's time change, right? I think I, change? I think time it's 7.30 both because I think the tweets that I saw were people saying... Time change is, that, is next week? It must be. Okay. I think Europe changes this week then. Mm. That's what it is. Okay. Anyways, well, either way, the, the, that game the, um, on ESPN. Yeah, uh, ASU struggling, wounded. Who uh, two straight two two losses on the bounce, two humbling losses to Utah and Wazoo. Don't know what to think of them. And SC goes into November, and we talked about it. They're four and four. They they got to win two of those four games to be be bowl eligible. I think they can beat Cal on the road. I don't know that. Cal is a world beater. Um, Here's the problem. Everyone that the, the, the four teams that are left on USC schedule are among the teams that are, who are, who, who are you? And, and what do you want to be this week? Yes. Teams. But, but the ASU, problem is that all, f- well, three of the four, none ASU, of, n- UCLA, none of the four and, are gimme wins. Yeah. None of the four are gimme wins. Uh, ASU, UCLA, and BYU, their ceilings all surely higher than USC's, um, given how they've played this year. Yes, given how they've played this year. Yes. Yeah, because we haven't seen a perfect 60 minutes out of USC. No. We haven't seen a perfect 15 minutes out of USC. Well, no. Oh, no, uh, hey, take it back, the Wazoo game. But, I mean, having a, 
having seen what BYU's offense can do this season, BYU's offense is going to have a field day against USC's defense. Yes. And it, UCLA's offense can have a field day against USC's defense. If ASU, UCLA, and BYU play to what they're capable of, they should win all those three games, and SC should lose them all and finish no better than 5-7. and seven. However, all three of those teams are absolutely prone to... <laughs> To not playing up to their potential. To not playing up to their potential. Just like SC surely is not either. Yeah. Which is so, why USC could lose to Cal too. I, at this point, I would not be shocked about anything. I, I I think the most shocking thing would be SC finishing eight and four and winning all of these. Yeah. I would never in a million years bet on that. But I think anything outside of that is completely fair game. Like I would not be shocked if SC goes and finishes four and eight. I wouldn't be shocked if they somehow luck into... F- Seven and five? I don't know. I, I would not be shocked of anything. I think the most likely, weirdly, the most likely thing is USC is going to finish out these last four games, two and two. Six and six, yeah. And it'll be the two that you don't expect that they win and the two that you don't expect that they lose. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Who are the two? How would you break down the two? Though? Like, they'll beat. Because I, I think, to me, there's, there's, I think Cal is the, the easiest one to project as a win. But how do you split the other two? Is is ASU the easiest to the the the, the next most likely win because they they're they've lost the last two games? Uh, it's or so, is it UCLA because of rivalry it, stuff and DTRs? Is it, is it one health of, issues? Is it one of BYU and ASU and one of Cal and UCLA, or is it one of UCLA and BYU and one of Cal and ASU? I don't I don't know. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they beat ASU and then lost to Cal. Who? No. I don't know this, this whole team, I, the, and and that's the other thing. No Drake London for those last four games. <sighs> Again, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost them all. But so. I mean, we can talk more about this when on the next episode. But like, I mean, this was also a game that kind of proved that outside of Drake London, USC does have some dudes to throw the ball the ball to. Gary Bryan Jr. two touchdowns. Taj, he had I thought a, Taj Washington looked good. Taj looked great. So. Gary Bryan Jr. looked great. But are either of those guys number one receivers? That I think is going to be USC's problem because I don't know. I don't where think the you need a number is. one if you have a rotation that is going. The problem is they don't really have a rotation. SC has a very limited rotation. Yeah, like why is Kyle Ford barely used? You know what I mean? And Brew McCoy is not here, so it's not like they have this this stable of receivers that they can just go to and cycle in guys in and out. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, uh, you guys can let us know what you think about USC's chances of bowl eligibility. Send us your emails, randomtryfansite.com, our email address, uh, and our phone number is 213-373-1USC. Second What's Burn Show. Sorry, I don't really do host. it at the you, end. You, you, you do your hosting duty. I feel bad. I feel, no, I'm just saying, like, we feel, don't, we don't, I feel, I feel we don't normally host. do the one USC thing at the end. Okay, fine. But okay, take take over the hosting duty. I, okay. feel, I feel bad that I'm in cringe. Now you feel bad that you're... (laughs) Encringing. Infringing? Infringing and encroaching. Encroaching, yeah. Um, Should we talk about how you made me a hottie toddy? I made you a hottie toddy to try and get through this this episode. I had to, like, talk about some inside baseball here. Um, We've talked about... We've only had to stop, like, two times. We've talked about my coughing fits. Yeah. I feel completely fine. I feel healthiest yeah. I've been in well over a month. That's because it's an allergy cough. 
It's not an allergy cough. I think it's more tied to like it's an asthmatic cough. But anyways, um, the point is, I um, I made him a hotty toddy with Fireball whiskey, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? And you're like a hotty toddy. I'm like hotty toddy, gosh somebody, who the hell are you? Flam flam, bim bam, old Miss My Lamb. Yeah, you know, can I can I pick a bone with that song? That it's dumb. And the ending dumb. of it is so bad. Like it just ends just on my damn. It's like it doesn't even it doesn't rhyme. Like hi, toddy, gosh, almighty, who the hell are you? Like it's got some rhythm, and then it's just like flim, flim, bim, bum, all miss so damn. Like by damn. It's 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 kind it's, of it's, it's like kind they, of like the SoCal spell out where you're just like S O U T H E R N. So you're building something C A L I F O N. Southern California, like, like, like the whole chant of Hotty Toddy is like the, is the F-R-N-I-A bit that people do where just slur it and then won't notice that it doesn't all fit into the rhythm. Can you not spell? Like, I, I. No, the SoCal spell out, the, the California bit, you're fitting more letters into the yeah beat. and i like the musicalness of that yeah but when you get to the c a l i f or n a like you're 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 why do you say it weird because you have to just smush no, it together c a l i f or n i a it's very easy uh, apparently i can't do that you can't do it i can't do and everyone i've ever spoken to about the socal spell out agrees that you just sl- Slur those last few letters no. together. C A L I F R N I A. It's very easy, but it doesn't sound like you're saying all the letters. Like I think you're saying F O N I A. C A L I F O R N I A. It's not hard. It's hard. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Either way, make a make a thing that rhymes, Ole Miss. Like what the hell. Like for instance, the the my first introduction to that song was from Band of Brothers, and I'm pretty sure it's, it's in Band of Brothers. I think it's in Band of Brothers, what? and it's uh, Hotty Toddy. Or uh, I don't know if it says Hotty Toddy, but it's like da 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 da. Who the hell are we? Flim flam bing bang. We're easy company, like that or something like that. But it it, it rhymes. I, I I can I can I can get you that. Yeah. We're like where the hell is the that 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 that, that whole thing is. Designed well, I think to end in a the, rhyme. The flim flam bim bam, like a lot of that is really dumb. Yeah, but like, the last come up with words. The last line should rhyme with. Have you seen the the, the TCU um, chant? What's that? I, we're not cutting this. Google TCU chant. Okay. And I want you to. Am I YouTubing this? Or no, no, you're just googling Google. T- TCU okay. chant. Okay, hold on. Words. TCU chant words. Yes. Riff ramba zulicky lickety zuzu who wah wah who give them hell TCU. Oh, but it rhymes. But it rhymes. Do you see? Do you see that? You see that TCU? I don't know what the hell. <coughs> I see it. I yeah. don't know what the hell is going on there, but it but it ends in a rhyme. So lickety lickety zoo wah wah. Riff ram bazoo lickety lickety zoo wah wah. Who give them hell TCU? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, <laughs> I just I you know I it really bothers me when things don't rhyme when I expect them to rhyme. So Ole Miss messes me up. I guess so. All yep. Right. 
All right, that'll be us. That'll be it for us. So uh, give us your emails and your calls and all that stuff. So, oh, sorry, you're hosting. You, you, you <laughs> Email Renatroy at fansided.com. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, phone number 213-373-1872. Leave us a message with your questions or comments for the show. We'll play it on the air. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Helps grow the show. Helps us make Helps make us feel good. By the way, I think we have some voicemails we haven't played. So if, yeah. you, if you've left a voicemail and we haven't played it, we're, we'll we, to we it. need to have a, a mailbag episode. So yes. load up our mailbag and, uh, and we'll, we'll do, do that. We'll do a whole mailbag we'll do, episode. We'll do that this yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's going to do it for me right. and for Michael. See ya. Thank you for listening. See ya. I don't get a final word. Oh, what's the final word, Michael? Uh, crosswords. As in the book that's on you the table, the first thing that puzzle. you saw on the table when you looked. Yes. Because you didn't have a final word ready when you asked that you needed to have no, a final word. No, you didn't word. ask me one. And I felt like, if I'm the Alicia... It had to be authentic with you not having a final word prepared and then having to pull one out of your out of your ass. I just wanted you to give me the courtesy of having that final word. Okay. Well, crosswords. I do have a book of crosswords on the table. All right. See you. All right. Catch you later. See you. See you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.